the reading today is taken from Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 to 12. It's on page 984 in the One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me, the door is already locked, my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Those who seek find. And to those who knock, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thanks be to God. So may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, do you really believe and trust that God listens to our prayers? Do you expect a response to your prayers? Do you think that prayer should only be about those big issues going on in the world? There's loads, isn't there, coming at us all the time through the news. Do you think that God couldn't possibly be interested in the matters of your everyday life. Some years ago, I was involved in something we call prayer visiting, where we uh, sent letters around uh, to a certain street to tell them that we were coming to visit, to invite them to give us their prayer requests. Well, very often, when we got there and knocked on the door, people would say, oh, don't really want you to pray about my particular things. It's a bit selfish. Um, I just pray for the world in general. Well, in our gospel reading, Jesus talks uh, to his disciples about prayer and he gives them a model prayer to go on. They'd often seen him praying to his heavenly father in an intimate and obviously very attractive way so different from their, their formal prayers, the prayers that would have gone on in the synagogue 
or the temple. That model prayer is, of course, what we know today as the Lord's Prayer. And part of that prayer was to ask God to give us our daily bread. Jeff Lucas writes, most of us live in a world of overstacked supermarket shelves, and so the idea of requesting bread to get us through the day is somewhat lost on us. While we should remember that we are in the minority in today's economically unbalanced world, and that for many, prayer for some daily bread would be entirely the right request. We can still include ourselves in this prayer. Bread is a symbol of the basic necessities of life. Martin Luther said that daily bread was a symbol for everything necessary for the preservation of life. As he said, daily bread represented food, a healthy body, good weather, house, home, wife, children, good government, and peace. But for most of us, no angelic delivery service or Elijah and the Ravens-type miracle is required in order that our needs are met. So why pray for daily bread? When we pray about our everyday lives, we are acknowledging that although we work in order to see needs met, ultimately our confidence and sense of security is not placed in us and our ability to make ends meet, but in God. Well, I've found in well over 30 years as a committed Christian that I can take whatever, whatever is concerning me to God. I can talk to him about it in prayer. And I've seen some really amazing answers to prayer over the years. They don't always come in the way that we think they will. God ultimately knows what's best for us. At one time, I had a, a, a serious problem with my eyes, and I had to go in for a very important operation. Now, I'd never been in hospital before, and I must admit, I'm a bit squeamish. But uh, I had to have several operations following that one, and each time... I felt absolutely at peace because I knew God's presence was there with me, the amount of prayer that was going on. And I'm glad to say that my eyesight is much better than it's ever been <laughs> so far. And when it came time for me to retire, we needed a family house. I couldn't live in the vicarage any longer, the diocesan authority wouldn't allow us to go on living there any longer. So I prayed about it. Of course, the answer didn't come immediately. We uh, had to look round at various places, but eventually we looked in the right place. And when we came to the house we've now got, it just felt right, absolutely right. And we've been very happy here now. Jeff Lucas again says, God is interested in us and in all our stuff. It's important to remind ourselves of this, lest we begin to see prayer 
as a spiritual activity that needs to be done. Well, simply because it needs to be done. A bit like the spiritual equivalent of brushing your teeth twice daily. When we treat prayer like this, it becomes a task without purpose, except that we feel that we've done the Christian thing by engaging in it. The beautiful news is that in a world where we can feel lost in the crowd, a mere digit in the great overflowing database called Earth, there is one who wants to listen to us with genuinely avid interest. So let's not be afraid to bring those things on our mind to God. He will never get bored of hearing from us. I don't think we'll ever hear a yawn from heaven as we talk to him. After teaching the model prayer, Jesus goes on to give them two pictures to explain what prayer to God is like. So first of all, he gives this account of a person caught up out at night by sudden unexpected visitors. Middle Eastern hospitality demanded that you place food and drink before any visitors who came. And these people had come on a journey, probably a long journey, so they needed refreshment when they arrived. This person who they come to, their cupboards were bare. Help, what can they do to give the required hospitality? Well, he decides to go and knock on a friend's door to ask for help. The friend is tucked up and dozing with his family. The family would have all slept together in one room. The knock on the door would have disturbed the whole family, especially when the man of the house went to answer his friend. The man was reluctant to answer, even though the one at the door was his friend. But the other wouldn't give up. He was determined to get help from his friend. So in the end, the friend gave in and supplied what was needed. Persistence in prayer is very important. If it's important to us, important enough for us to pray about it, then persistence in prayer is very important. And the one thing to remember is that God is not unwilling to answer us. At the start of the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches us to address God as our Father. In the final verses of the Gospel passage, Jesus strongly makes the point of how different our Heavenly Father is compared to human parents. So he says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Well, surely no father would be that cruel. Jesus uses the heavy Jewish exaggeration to make his point. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? These vivid pictures remind us that God is not the mean-minded tyrant we're often tempted to betray him. He cares for us. He cares for you. He cares for me. And he's ready to give the best gift of all, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings the presence of Christ to us. He dwells in the heart of the Christian to prompt us 
to pray, and to do what is necessary to build up our relationship with God. These words from the end of a meditation by David Middleton help to illustrate these last few verses where he writes, Father, I remember my toddlers asking for things that seemed so good in their eyes, yet being a loving father, I knew that the fish they asked for was really a snake and the egg was a scorpion in disguise. I couldn't give these so-called good gifts to my children no matter how much they cried. Yet as my toddlers continued to plead, my heart would slowly melt. I knew I would eventually give in to their misguided, shameless and persistent cries. I couldn't give them the so-called good things that they wanted, but willingly I gave to meet their genuine needs. So God, teach me to pray, teach me to be shameless and persistent, like my toddlers. And I'll not give up asking or seeking or knocking. And though often misguided, I ask that through our conversations, I will be more able to discern your will. Teach me to pray aright. Grant me your Holy Spirit to guide. So we come back to the questions that I started with. Do you really believe and trust that God listens to our prayers? Do you expect a response to your prayers? Do you think that prayer should only be about the big issues going on in the world? Do you think that God couldn't possibly be interested in the matters of your everyday life? A tale is told about a small town that had historically been dry, but then a local businessman decided to build a tavern. A group of Christians from a local church were concerned and planned an all-night prayer meeting to ask God to intervene. It just so happened that shortly thereafter, lightning struck the bar and it burned to the ground. The owner of the bar sued the church, claiming that the prayers of the congregation were responsible. But the church hired a lawyer to argue in court that they were not responsible. The presiding judge, after his initial review of the case, stated that no matter how this case comes out, one thing is clear. The tavern owner believes in prayer and the Christians do not. <laughs> so let us be Christians who do believe in the power of prayer, Christians who can trust our needs each and every day to our loving Heavenly Father. He will not give us what will be wrong or harmful. He wants what is best for us, and he is always ready to listen to us. So finally, I quote the Apostle Paul writing to the Philippians, saying, The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. 
and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.